Geekish Cast is a member of the Astro Panda Productions Network. Welcome back to Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and joining me today is the creator of and uh, showrunner behind the new web series, The Pantheon, available now on YouTube, Daniel Fletcher. What's happening, Dan? Hey, how's it going? Well, I'm doing okay. How about yourself? Doing great. Doing great. So, That's good. That's Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, it's been noisy, and I have a greyhound who hates fireworks, so it's been a lot of fun oh, for me. No. Yeah. Yeah, it did end the other night with me on the lawn with a baseball bat at about midnight at one point. So, yeah, not not a perfect week. <laughs> I hope yours has been better. A, a little bit. A yeah. Little bit yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Dan, your show, The Pantheon, has just launched. Why don't you give us a quick idea what it's about? Yeah, yeah, we just came out on YouTube this week, and... Um... It's kind of a comedy, fantasy, mockumentary thing. Uh, it's uh, basically about uh, the ancient Greek gods, like all the ones you know and love, like Zeus, Poseidon, Hades, um, brought into the modern day. Because, like, you know, if the gods had to do everything they did back in the day, like control the weather, make people fall in love, the easiest way to do that now would be with apps. And that's our show. It's the ancient Greek gods running a modern tech company, like, building apps, generating their powers, and it kind of follows the the office, office dynamics and tensions that come with that. So a little bit Parks and Rec, a little bit, you know, Hercules. Oh, and see, I was thinking a little bit American Gods, too, just, just, gods. just to keep it timely, you know? Big show. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got to tell you, there are two things right off the bat I loved about your characterizations. That the fact that Hades could be a girl and nobody had ever noticed it. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big theme throughout our show. Yeah, and that Zeus is still trying to get into his relatives' pants. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was easily easy to draw from the source material. And, uh, great source of conflict, great source of humor. Matter of fact, I was even thinking I don't know if you've hornied Zeus up enough. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's enough time to do it, but I, you know, he hasn't turned into a bull or anything yet. True, true. Yeah. That that might expand our special effects budget. Just Ooh, that, that that could be a good point. So let me ask you this: How did you get into filmmaking? How did I get into filmmaking? Well, I went to film school, got my uh, master's in screenwriting from uh, Loyola Marymount out here in L.A. And um, yeah, you know, it's just something I always wanted to do. And and how it kind of translated into this project is. Um, right after film school, I got pulled into this real-life tech company over in uh, Venice Beach, um, you know, Venice, Santa Monica, you know, Playa del Rey right now is known as Silicon Beach. It's kind of, you know, Southern California's answer to Silicon Valley. And, um, you yeah, know, it's this great company. Um, they're, like, very, like, entertainment industry-oriented and friendly, and they, they grab a lot of people out of film school to kind of help them out with with little gigs here and there and um, they offered to have their space available for like, you know, whatever we wanted to make there. And I was like, Oh God, what can I, what can I take advantage of um, using this space? And uh, this is the project that came out of it. Oh, wow. So that's using your time. Well, exactly. And, yeah. and yeah, Oh God. Yeah. And once we stumbled on the idea, like it was just like, 
it's hard to fight the ideas away because the source material is so rich. Sure. Well, I mean, there's a lot to work with there. Um, but let me ask you this then. Why did you go to film school? What was it that got you interested in screenwriting or filmmaking of any type? Ooh, that's a, that's a good, it, it's just as long as I know, like I was, you know, telling stories like all the way back to the kid writing, putting on little plays around the house with my cousins and stuff. And, uh, yeah. And then, you know, I, yeah, movies, I don't know. Like there, there, there are certain core events. I think it was, it was like going to get, going to see uh, Jurassic park at, um, at uh, Universal Studios, and they had like the big gates there set up, and you could just walk on through them into the theater, and it was it's kind of a completely immersive thing, and I was kind of hooked from there on, if not a little bit before that. Okay, were yeah. your parents were your parents supportive of this uh, endeavor of yours? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, like um, yeah, no, they've been, they've been super supportive all the way through, and. Uh, they were some of the first uh, Kickstarter backers on this project. Too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. See, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a space fireman, but uh, my parents were not supportive. I, but I feel that's something that's going to come around in like another couple of decades. Yeah, but by then I'll be too old, you know? Wow. Yeah. Just those those dreams you'll never reach, you know? But that's awesome that your parents were supportive. It's also awesome <laughs> that you had a reachable goal. <laughs> Well, we'll see about that. Yeah, well, you know. Well, you got one. One is out and released. Um, you, got, you got one, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, we'll so let's go ahead and we'll, we'll jump ahead. So how'd you, how'd you get the initial concept? Where Did it fall in your lap, bullshitting with friends? How'd you, how'd you come up with it? Yeah, we, we got together. A couple, a couple of us who were all um, working at the same company in uh, Venice and uh, were interested in making some stuff, decided, like, you know, we're going to make a group, come up come together and like make a make a writer's room to kind of come up with a tv-ish kind of project like this and we all went away and started brainstorming ideas and yeah i don't know i was looking at my phone i was just something but like just like just the idea of you know like we weren't at the time on like the actual tech side of, of this tech company um there were more button clickers but um, you know, the, the people there who, who made these apps were basically like gods. Like they, they had these magical powers that like everyone else had to kind of be in subservience to. Cause like, you know, no one else knew how to, you know, code an app from nothing and bring up servers and handle like, you know, trillions and trillions of bytes of data that, you know, we were using and, yeah, and, and then, you know, I, I've always been into fantasy and stuff, you know, Jurassic Park and all that. Um, and, um, yeah, and I don't know, and, and it just clicked. And I brought the idea to the group, and everyone loved it. And, yeah, we talked about it a little bit. I went off and wrote the pilot. And, yeah, and here we are. And we got, oh, yeah, we have we have six scripts written for our first season. Um, we obviously released the pilot. We're uh, working on episode two right now, which is in the can and going through post-production. But, even beyond this first season, we just have so many ideas we want to get to. And like every new character you can bring in, like springs a thousand new stories. With them. Oh, sure. Well, I imagine the hard part is limiting yourself and saying, Hey, we, we can only get to this number of things right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I know a lot of people with their first stories, they write <laughs> like it's a 50,000 page magnum opus mm-hmm. and editing is always the tricky part. I take it. You found that to be the same way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we have we have a great editor though. He's he's really been able to pull everything together. And 
like just the whole process, like just from the script to shooting. And yeah, it's, it's the whole, the whole thing that like, you know, a movie is written three times um, when you write it, when you shoot it, and then when you edit it. And it's been really great just to like, just see everything new that gets kind of like shoved in there through each little process. Cause we did a lot of like onset improvising and stuff. And our, a lot of our actors have really great comedic backgrounds and um, they improv some, some of the funniest lines in the, uh, in the episode are definitely from them. Um, well, let's talk about your cast a little bit. So um, in whatever order you want to discuss, why don't you tell me about a character and who's playing them and what they've brought to that role? Well, sure. Um, yeah, so like Hades is our, is our you know, main, main person we're following. And um, yeah, she's played by uh, Laura Lee Walsh, who's just absolutely hilarious. I, I mean, I can say that about almost all these guys. Um, well, yeah, all, all these guys, they're all hilarious. But um, her especially, she's... Um, really talented and like we yeah we cast like a really big net and um she just really stood out just brings a lot of like humanity to the character because like and if you watch the episode like you know at the end she kind of sets out in this world this really you know with this drive and uh, without getting too much into spoilers or anything you know you gotta you know if you want to achieve something at all costs you're gonna make some some interesting decisions along the way that you know might not be the friendliest things to do. And uh, Laura's great in that she can, she'll be able to get away with some things that, um, you know, someone who's not quite as likable would, would have a hard time. Pulling off. <laughs> yeah, not can... like Walter White level, but you know, but approaching, I'm sure. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and just her interplay against um, Zeus uh, who's uh, played by Bo Bowker and um, it's a great guy. Like is like he he just go off and just improv for like hours it seems, <laughs> just like rattling off like hilarious line after line. And um, yeah, you yeah, know, like he's yeah, he's really great as well. And and uh, yeah, I definitely want to um, kind of get him out in some of the some of our press stuff a lot too. He's great, but he just um, just had twins. He's a new father. So he's uh, like Zeus, bringing a lot of offspring into the world. Oh, there you go. Hopefully in a more uh, traditional manner. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they sprung out of his kneecap or anything like that. But uh, I, I didn't ask. It's kind of a yeah. personal question. Well, that's a personal thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, well, let yeah. me ask. Let me ask you real quick, since we're talking about Zeus. Um, you know, specifically, does he, the actor, would you say his name was Bo Bowker? Mm-hmm. Does Bo know a lot about Greek mythology? Do any of your actors know the mythology behind this pretty well, or is that uh, is any of that being improv? Is they're doing like some mythological reference? A couple of them have, br- have brought in little bits about their characters for sure. Um, yeah, I you know, I've been reading these things for forever, and you know we got a lot of great people on our team who've been pulling in all the different stories and stuff. And, um, oh God, we have this whole bed with. Oh, we're sorry. I, I just something. But yeah, we, we got there's new characters coming in later um, in later episodes. But I just keep those under my hat for right now. But um, but yeah, no. So yeah, honestly, a couple people don't know you know Zeus from Odin, but uh, but you know they bring other things to the table for sure. And then, but then also there are some people's real real deep knowledge, which is good to have on set. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I, I don't think the whole thing with 
Zeus and Aphrodite and the sea foam. Um, I, I won't spoil the joke for people who haven't watched it yet. Um, yeah, I don't think we even plan on bringing that in until episode two. But um, yeah, someone just started talking about it, and then Bo just started riffing on it. Well, and that was specifically that's what made me wonder about that because it seemed, and you know, what do I know? But it seemed very. I mean, it could just be acting skill, but it seemed like very just top of mind, like all of a sudden him to go like, hey, you know, by the way, people might think this is weird, but, you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's a great thing. Like, I've I've had to go back, like, during the editing process and stuff, and, like, the, the way a lot of these actors, like, just flow so well between the improv and what's on the page. I'm like, wait, did we write that? Did they just come up with that? And I had to, I had to like, go back and double check. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of that's just, just skill and talent. Yeah. Well, I was curious about that part. So besides uh, Hades and Zeus, who else do we have? Let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got um, Morgan Smith as Aphrodite. Um, is really good. Uh, our goddess of love and beauty. Yeah. And she brings a lot of great attitude to it. Um, and we got um, Hermes, Athena, um, Demeter, who's the uh, goddess of agriculture and the hearth. Kind of more of a deeper cut there. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, all all talented actors. I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it without and then accidentally leave someone out. But oh sure. But like just everywhere you go, and like every single one of them, like just has so much there. Like there's a couple characters we only get like a line or two from in this first episode, but like later on they get like whole episodes based around them. So like there's a lot of depth there because it was a one of the big inspirations was like um, when I went to LMU we had the guy. Um, and I'm totally blanking on his name. You can easily Google it. The guy who directed uh, the first episode of The Office um, came in and talked to us. And you talk about, like, in that process, like, when they were shooting the pilot, um, we were, uh, you know, like, all the, all, the, all the people we see in the background of The Office, they're in the background of all these shots. Mm-hmm. And to bring, like, some verisimilitude to it, um, the director worked with like the actors and like had them like develop these characters and kind of like, Oh, what, you know, what do you think they'd have on their desk? What, what would they be doing when they're bored to pass the time? And these were characters for people to watch the office, like Stanley and Angela, who like went on to become like huge parts of the cast, like later on. And like, you know, were as the main actors left became like mainstays. And I kind of wanted to bring that to our thing as well. And that like, you know, any one of these people you see, like, just in the background for half a second can suddenly turn into, you know, the focus of an entire episode somewhere down the line. And so everywhere you look, there's interesting stories going on that um, you might not catch the first time around. Okay. I do like you You do have a couple small Easter eggs that you drop as well in that it sounds like the Egyptian gods also have a tech company somewhere out there. Yeah, yeah, there is a, there is some mention of that. Yeah, is that something you see ancient pantheons of gods doing in the modern world? Is that where they would all be to kind of get their name back out there? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. It's because it it you know like oh you know they could be working in like you know like you know people say like oh like you know the real powers in the government or in Wall Street or whatever, but but like you know the tech industry that's where all like the flash and fire is, and that's where all the theatricality is kind of going these days. And I, I can see the, the gods being drawn to that. Yeah. Especially like dating apps. <laughs> yes. Dating apps. Yeah. Especially. We do. We do have a gag about that. Okay. Yeah. Just, you know, one chick looking for a dude dressed as a white bull, whatever, you know, 
but um, I'm not saying that's what you did, but that's the first thing I think of was Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I step on somebody's toes there. Maybe I can oh, get that no. section out. <laughs> now, now we, now we gotta, now we gotta rewrite episode three. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, everybody. Uh, well, hopefully by the time this comes out, episode three will have already come out. Um, so speaking of which, what's your release plan? Kind of how, what's your schedule? What's your plan? Uh, I know you said you had six episodes you're going to do for season one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how are you approaching their releases? Yeah, so, well, we definitely wanted to get that first episode out there right now because it's ready to go. We want, you know, everyone to see what we're working on, what what we can do. Um, but, yeah, and we got episode two shot. So we did a Kickstarter for um, the pilot, um, did a little, um, got a stretch goal to get that second episode in. But other than that, we are currently on the lookout for uh, partners to help us, um, you know, produce the rest of these episodes. Whether that's going to be another Kickstarter or whatever we go with, um, this next week is going to be pretty determinative in that sense. But for right now, we want everyone just watch that first episode and, you know, tell their friends, spread the word and, and get some hype going around us. Gotcha. Well, you know, it's something I've always been curious about, and I don't know if you can answer this, but I know that some people have been able to make a living off their videos on YouTube. That's true. Um, you know, web series, there, there's been a couple really, uh, some real standouts. Um, you know, HBO keeps picking them up, the series and whatnot. But, like, you know, to really make a living, and, and this is kind of, you know, what we're doing in real life at, at that tech company, um, is, you know, you, to, to really get that, you have to make a lot of content really fast, really cheap. And we're really aiming more for quality more than, you know, whatever, you know, making some fidget spinner video in our backyard in 15 seconds and, you know, making a hundred of those and kind of cobbling together an audience, which is fine. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of really talented people who are working in that band. That's just not, that's just not us per se. And like, you know, to, you know, without getting into the, the nitty gritties of it too much, you know, to, to really make a living at this, you gotta be pulling in some big numbers on a really consistent level. Well, as a filmmaker, what are you, mm-hmm. what are your feelings about web videos and that sort of thing? Oh, I've obviously, uh, I'm a fan of them since mm-hmm. we did one, but, and yeah, like there's, there's a lot of different ways to be creative and, and, you know, it's like a lot of web videos, like, are they in the filmmaking space? Are they in the, you know, more kind of variety show space? Like, well, I'm going to talk specifically about like narrative fiction, you know, being mm-hmm. done on the interweb or the interwebs and YouTubes and whatnot. But well, because one of the things I, I have noticed that people like about the modern era is that literally if you kind of understand sound and you kind of understand composition, you can grab mm-hmm. your phone, your mics, and a couple friends, and you can put together a video for next to nothing. That's true. That's very true. But the problem is, is then the more people do that, the more people expect you to put together a movie for next to nothing. Mm-hmm. So by driving the budgets down, instead of opening up the space to people, you've simply taken more money out of filmmaking and artistry in the first place. Yeah. So, and that, that's, that was more of a question. Is that, I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's right? Is that the direction we're headed? Kind of give me your idea about your thoughts on it. Hmm. No, that's a, 
it's a head scratcher. Um, no. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, I'm I'm really glad that so many people were able to find avenues to express themselves in ways they weren't before. And, you know, it's uh, to stay on theme. It's like Pandora's box and kind of like, you know, once you got it open, you know, you, you, you can't put it back. Um, but yeah, but in terms of, yeah, like being able to make a living off of it, you know, it's, it's you know, like, it, you know, YouTube's uh, not, not even the, the hot new thing anymore. Like everyone's now, and it's not even, you can't even go make something with your friends over the weekend and come back and, and show it. You got to be, you know, live streaming on Twitch for six hours a day. Um, and, you know, basically just like, you know, we obviously, you know, a lot of people like playing video games or whatever you're doing on there. You got to produce a lot of content, like, you know, six, nine hours of content a week for next to nothing. Um, and, you know, you'll always have those, those outliers out there, those guys who are pulling in, you know, six, seven figures um, who are kind of, making things enticeful for people, but that's always been Hollywood, you know, people coming out with stars in their eyes, wanting to make a whole bunch of money. And yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. just, I'm most curious about that because I talked to well people like, like yourself, you know, who wanted to get into filmmaking mm-hmm. and see this awesome opportunity to get in there and do it. And while they think it's great, they're like, but now I got to make five movies every single day. Mm-hmm. Just just to stay in front of people. That's not even like buy a peanut butter sandwich. That's just so people will even look at what I'm doing. Exactly. But um, yeah. But like for our project, you know, we're we're getting like a our, our nice little cadre of loyal fans out there. Um, you know, we just launched this week. We got our uh, our first piece of fan art sent to us, uh, which is great. And you know, and so it's really just having your own little kind of community of people around you who support you and want to see, and like they want to see specifically what you specifically want to make. And as long as those people can find each other, you know, I think that's really the the path to it, to, to kind of find the silver lining to all this. And I remember a while back, something like if you have like, just like a 10,000 loyal fans or something, which is, you know, no easy task, but like, I don't want you to have that. If you're like a, an indie band or a web series or, whatever you are, kind of like once you hit that mark and you can hold on to those, those really loyal people, uh, you know, you can, you can kind of make a go of it, but, but, you know, like, but it's, it's different things. Like, um, you know, someone can be, you know, streaming from their, from their house, like the latest, uh, um, video game or whatever. Um, I, I love games. I'm not, uh, discrediting them at all um or or some really funny twitch streamers out there but um you know and they'll get you know two million people watching but on the other hand um uh, the tv show girls um hbo's you know big hit series um you know towards its last couple seasons it was getting about half a million views per episode which on youtube is you know, for how much they spend on it, not a lot, but, but it's, but it's good premium content. And, and that's really what we want. We want to make something we put a lot of time and a lot of thought into, you know, you have like little Easter eggs in the background, you have really fleshed out developed characters and you follow their journeys and, you know, condensing all that stuff down into, into little 10 to nine, nine to 10 minute forms, you get a little more entertainment out of something, out of something that goes on for three hours every night you can kind of put on in the background while you make dinner or whatever. So we, 
we, we think people will appreciate um, just how much work we put, you know, minute per minute into, into what we're turning out here. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about spreading the word then. What are you doing to uh, let people know about your show, The Pantheon, and get them to watch it? Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> doing a lot of podcasts. That's a good place to start. Um, yeah, a lot of um, yeah. You know, we're we're very active on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, just kind of you know, just kind of finding the people out there who are interested in what we're putting out there, and, and we found a lot of them, which is good. Got to find a couple more, and uh, you kind of get there. Okay, well, and so people who dig your show. What are some what are some things that people who who like what you're doing? What are some things they can do to help you get the word out? Well, number one, you know, like, share, subscribe on Facebook. The old, you know, all the what all the influencers say to do. Uh, it really, really does help with the, you know getting our stuff like higher and higher up in the algorithms, so that you know, you know, people see this little interesting frame pop up on their screen called the Pantheon. They're like, oh, what's that? Let me click on it and find out. And yeah, just just tell your friends, like you know. Um, yeah, like share what you like about it. Uh, we've had a couple people make funny gifts out of uh, um, some of the moments from the show, and, and just uh, yeah, follow us around. Yeah, we're on yeah Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. We're all Pantheon Series, uh, P A N T H Y O N uh, Series dot uh, Series, and uh, um, on uh, YouTube, of course, we're YouTube.com slash the Pantheon, the Pantheon, P A N T H E O N. Um, just kind of follow us around there. Um, and yeah, yeah, just let people know, get the, get the word out, um, just through good old grassroots conversations. <laughs> it's all, it's, it's all it's really gotta be, but, um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we definitely made an interesting decision. Um, so, you know, the show's called the Pantheon spelled traditionally, but the company within the show is called Pantheon with a Y. Because that's, of course, how a tech company would. Well, it's all about branding. Exactly. Like, you know, we have to get that Y in there. Um, but it, it's been it's been a little difficult for branding our show. And that, like, wait, are you are you guys Pantheon? Are you the Pantheon? Um, it's, it's both. It's whatever you want it to be at the end of the day. Well, only kind of. It still comes in how you spell it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, but, but but Pantheon with an E was taken in a lot of places, <laughs> except for YouTube. So uh, Pantheon with a Y, you know, just, just put them both into Google, we'll show up. Oh, that's cool. And also, I, I did notice a lot of your graphics uses Boo Boo the Owl from Clash of the Titans. <laughs> yes, yes, he's our, our unofficial mascot until Warner Brothers sends a cease and desist. Yeah, I've had a few of those, I know how that works. <laughs> no, I love I love seeing that because guys my age when we see that we know exactly what we're looking at you know oh yeah no, I I love the original Flash of Titans that's remember all all the Harryhausen uh, stop motion stuff is just so great yeah oh but God you almost don't need speakers it's like the dialogue just bleeds through the film in that movie it's just so hammy you know <laughs> oh no. yeah oh me too like I I remember watching that movie a million times when I was like eight you know. <laughs> That was just outstanding. So what are some of your favorite films? What are some of the things that really got you? I mean, you said Jurassic Park, mm. but what else really got you into uh, video, visual media and video media? Visual media, yeah. It was, it's all that stuff from when I was a kid, just the, the big, immersive worlds. Uh, uh, 
Uh, the Fifth Element, one of my absolute favorite movies. Again, a little little hammy at times, but uh, um, oh man, yeah, that was a yeah. But Basan is the stuff he does is so beautiful to look at. Yeah. Oh, I am so excited for uh, Valerian. Valerian, yeah. Yeah. A couple people started talking about. It. I've, I've heard some heard some good words, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. All the all those early '90s like Independence Day and uh, these are the stuff that, like really drew me. And then um, that plays a lot into kind of just the, all the kind of mythological aspects of the show. Anything else? Um, Ghostbusters. Absolutely. Got the comedy in there. So what's – um? you must have a favorite book about Greek mythology or ancient mythology then. And I don't know. We've been talking about American Gods so much. It's like the only thing on my head. That that book like changed my life when I first read it. Yeah, it was great. I, my wife and I read that like 15 years ago, and it's it's really outstanding. Have you been watching the series? I I've watched the first couple episodes. We're a little behind. I mean, you know, we got this whole peak TV thing going on right now. I don't know if you've heard, but <laughs> there is so much so yeah. much to watch. And Stars is is one of those ones that's a little more difficult to find. Well, right now we're at a point where we don't actually have anything we're watching besides UK Big Brother and American Big Brother, which is horrible. Oh, but so you got to have your trashy shit too, you know. You do, you do. You got to mix it up. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So let me let me ask you a couple things before we start to wrap up, though. So, being being a visual media guy, you into comic books or video games or any other like nerdy, geeky stuff? What what are, what are oh, some of your other I, interests? Yeah, all in about. Oh yeah! Again, Neil Gaiman, the Sandman series. Oh yeah. No good. Um, yeah. What are some of the other comics I've been reading? A lot of Swamp Thing. Really good. Alan, really good. Alan Moore era or modern stuff? What do you like about Swamp? Oh era? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Catch, Catching up on the old ones. But uh, I, yeah, because comics, I, I was never allowed. I, I guess I wasn't. I was never encouraged to read comics as a kid. So I, I have a lot of big gaps in my in my. Uh, background there so in your formal comic book education mm-hmm. yeah so i've had i've had to read all the all the big ones in the last couple of years just to stay literate yeah but look at all the cool stuff you got to discover recently mm-hmm. oh yeah no, yeah absolutely. yeah oh man i wish i did it something i'd have a really strong example to show because there's What's yeah that? i i almost wish i hadn't discovered Watchmen until i was an adult that hmm. way <clears throat> That way, all the depth of it wouldn't have been lost on a teenager at first, and I could have seen everything happening, all the moving parts. You know, as an adult reading it, that's one thing I do regret about finding it so young. Okay. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I. I as an adult reading it, I, I was absolutely blown away. Yeah. It just. You know. What do you think is of uh, Zack Snyder as a filmmaker? Oh, as a filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to alienate the huge, huge portion of his audience. But if, if, if it's all negative, you don't have to say it all. So, but you're, you're unconvinced of his uh, chops, I take it. I, he's done a lot of good stuff. I His Watchmen adaptation is a fiercely loyal one um, for big segments of it, and I, I appreciate how much he was able to convey that, that visual energy um, you know, through actual movement. Um, his, uh, his Dawn of the Dead remake, I think actually does not get a fair shake. I, I think that's, uh, one of the, one of the better things he's, better things he's done by far. Yeah. I, I re- 
that not too long ago. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of that for sure. I'm always curious because I think Watchmen was unfilmable. I don't think there's any way to really make a good movie out of Watchmen. And I think he did a really good job. I well, personally just think that uh, HBO or Showtime or one of those guys is going to be doing Watchmen again as a TV series. Well, yeah, but see, now when you start talking about putting 25 hours into something, it's a little different than two. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, nobody was going to make a when Watchmen, the film came out, nobody was going to make an HBO series based on Watchmen. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's easy to do now now that he proved that it's filmable. But you look at all the attempts to make it before then. I just think he gets a bad shake overall, even though Batman versus Superman did suck terribly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are, there are elements I liked. Um, oh, there are elements and, that I liked. And, yeah. Um, also, I, I really recommend each little music video segment from Sucker Punch, just on their own. Each time they kind of go into, into one of the fantasy worlds to, you know, do their little fight or dance number, musical number, that weird kind of hybrid thing he kind of pulls off. Yeah. Each of those little elements on its own is a fantastic little music video or well, short. The thing and was Sucker Punch. Some really, really interesting uh, um, psychological stuff going on. With yeah. That. The, the thing with Sucker Punch was it looked, I mean, first of all, it just looked like it was going to be a movie about badass, really hot chicks kicking ass everywhere. And I made it about four minutes into the movie. I'm like, I, I, I can't watch this. I am not going to be able to sit through this movie. So that's as far as I got. It's, it's, it's rough around the edges for sure. Yeah. I mean, comparing Zach, it to a video only, game didn't do it any good. Yeah. Yeah. But if Zack Snyder only made trailers, I'd, I'd watch every single one of them all the way through. That's got to be a job, right? A trailer director? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, but it doesn't even have to be for other people's movies. He could just come up with like, uh, like what they did with uh, Grindhouse a couple years ago. You know, or, oh yeah. yeah, and they just had like little fake trailers in between. Those are great. Actually, those were all really good. Yeah, I wanted to see some of those movies. Matter of fact, we did with Machete. We did, yes, yeah. two, two. They got two machetes out. Oh, that's right. I forgot all about the second one. I, I really, really got to get to uh, uh, Danny Trejo from uh, Machete just opened a donut shop in L.A. And I have been dying to get over there. Wow, you talk about diversifying your income. Oh, yeah. What's the name of the donut shop? Do you know it? Uh, Trejo's Donuts. Oh, see, I was hoping to be something there's a little also, bit better. Uh, there's yeah. also Trejo's Tacos truck as well. But the donuts are really interesting. They're all uh, very uh, Mexican cuisine-inspired donuts. There's mm-hmm. like a Marchand donut. Um and like a like a top, like a nacho donut. Oh man! Oh wow! I'm all into that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big donut guy, but um, nah, that's not true. I'm a big donut guy. Who who might have <laughs> lied about that? <laughs> all right, cool, Dan. So once again, where can everybody find your stuff at? Yes, yeah. Uh, YouTube.com/slash the Pantheon. T H E P A N T H E O N. Um, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, uh, Pantheon Series, P-A-N-T-A-I-O-N Series. Um, and, yeah, yeah, watch our show. Let us know what you think. Uh, we'd love feedback. Uh, more more fan art, more fun gifts. We're uh, really looking forward to that. That's awesome. Well, Dan, thank you for joining us. Everybody else, you can catch us at geekishcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And I tweet from at the geekishcast. Please go to iTunes or anywhere else where you listen to your podcast and rate review blah 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 uh dan thanks again all right thank you so much for having me yeah and everybody else will see you soon
Geekish Cast is a V as in Victor production and is part of the Astro Panda Productions Network. You can find us now on SoundCloud and on Blog Talk Radio. Our theme music is taken from the song Out to Get Mine by Reign of Zeus. Check them out at reignofzeus.net.